0: Alrighty, Creekcast preview for the Port Adelaide versus Fremantle game happening tomorrow at 4:50 PM at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, I'm recording this at uh, it's just clicked over to 8:22 PM on the Saturday night. I'm actually getting it done the day before rather than it, um, balls early on the day of, day of, um, which is a change for me, but. Um, Got home, uh, got the Saturday night to myself for the period of time at the moment because I finished work just after six and the better half of the Creed is down at the Adelaide United game, which boy, oh boy, we not a good choice. <laughs> um, that's not going well, but they've um, got plenty to play for still this season, but that is not in isolation, that is a terrible game and I'm kind of glad I'm just at home with um, a four-pack of Pirate Life Stouts to uh, just enjoy and be able to actually just have the time to do this Um at night, and um, you know the heat is going, It's nice and warm in here. It's nice and toasty. I got my stouts. so I am happy and ready to talk about the Port Adelaide versus Fremantle match tomorrow. Um, I don't know where to start with this one exactly. I guess it's uh, probably pertinent to start with um just the crazy week it's been for the AFL as a whole. Um, we had the uh, COVID outbreak um, in Melbourne, which is I, I mentioned briefly at the start of the the pies review um as it was pertinent to that as well as the fact that it just broke overnight before i did that one it was just wild waking up to see that you know we're people that were at the game were getting text messages about whether they're a tier two tier three um about what they need their obligations regarding that and the fact that we're going to have um a fair few uh great port adelaide fans missing the game this weekend because they have to and they're not let it go to any COVID, covid management plan events which of course are, um port adelaide games are one of those so uh it's been a wild week um I I feel for all those that are um stuck in isolation and everything at the moment but I hope you're ha- um healthy and safe anyway at the very least and um we just, we'll miss you at the footy tomorrow but uh yeah um well done on go- doing the doing the true believer thing and getting over um uh, getting over to Melbourne and uh getting us over the line against Collingwood it's just unfortunate it's um come back with a come back with a uh, quarantine scare with the uh Whole thing that's happening in Melbourne, but in the wider AFL sense, it's just been um, wild. Seeing us go back into that zone of, like you know, last year where you know the talk of hubs has started. Um, it's look like it looks like the AFL are going to try to avoid that at any, every turn. And probably at the moment, while it's an isolated outbreak in Melbourne rather than the the, the really unfortunate and scary and very um, lengthy one that it was last year, uh, it's the AFL looks like they're just cr- trying to. Have um have ultimate flexibility with what they're doing. Um, you know, there's a lot of suggestions about this weekend whether we should just um, you know, pause the games this weekend, not have any games this weekend and just reevaluate where we're at. But I think the um I said this on Twitter to a few people and I I, I definitely actually agreed that it there is a lot of sense in just pausing all games this weekend and kind of just moving to next week and seeing where we're at. But I think the also um the catch twenty two of it is that the AFL actually, you know, th- most of the country, apart from Victoria, obviously, the country was ready and able to have games. You know, we're we're fine here in South Australia, touch wood, um, f- fucking every podcast, you know it. Um, knock on wood, we're fine here in um, New South Wales and Queensland and WA. We're all fine. We're able to have fans in the stands. It's, um, there's no um, COVID leaks here or anything like that. So... I think the AFL looked at it and said, well, look, we can actually play games safely everywhere apart from Melbourne, right? Now. And even in Melbourne, they do the, you know, doing the, the Victorian-only teams behind closed doors and, you know, Richmond Adelaide's only having to move due to the fact that we have strict conditions in South Australia that was going to cause problems with Adelaide trying to come back from Victoria. So um, I think the AFL felt that the the best thing to do is, while you've actually got a fair bit of the country able to and willing and, and find to play AFL games, we should try to push on with the season until we, until there's a point that you actually need to pause because it's 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 out, outbreak everywhere and kind of like it was at the start, you know, in March last year. Um, it, it actually probably doesn't make too much sense to because th- this preserves flexibility for. Um, again, knock on wood, we're not going to have any issues that are going to be country wide later in the season. But I think the AFL is always going to have in their back pocket that we need to be able to have the flexibility at any point of the season to be able to actually have a pause if it's required. They probably looked at this weekend and thought it was I'm sure it was on the table. I'm sure there was many discussions and um a lot of sleepless nights this week at the AFL um AFL offices there in Melbourne. But um I think the decision probably was that we've ju- you've just got to while it's um feasible to have games most of the way around the country without too much mo- too many issues, we've got to just push on. And um you know that's that's I, I agree with that as well. I, there's no real right or wrong answer to the, in, in this. It would have made total sense to just pause it for a week um, if they felt that that was going to be the best thing. But then I think they're probably looking forward to the rest of the season and just thinking, look, we need to, um, kind of like last year as well, um, uh, just push on. You know, show must go on unless, you know, obviously um, there is always a point when um, life is more important than footy in the sense of um, safety and all those things. But um, with the melbourne outbreak seemingly uh, the, there is that worry that the next few days of where the cases will go but i think today was five yesterday was four um it, it isn't anywhere near the levels of the melbourne outbreak as it was uh, the victorian outbreak as it was last year so um fingers crossed um certainly feeling for everyone that's in lockdown in melbourne at the moment um yeah hope you're all well and safe um anyone that's listening to this one from over there and um everyone else in the country yeah um, just uh, it's a shit of a situation, but uh, we've got to, um, you know, the AFL. If you want to have a season, you're going to have to, and we knew this going into the season as well. We're going to have to make decisions and and play a season under some conditions and some and have and be able to, you know, um, zig and zag and dip, dip, dive, duck and dodge. Fuck, I'm fucking up that dodgeable quote, but you know what I mean. You've got to got to have that flexibility and that uh, that versatility to move the season around um however however it needs to so um i'm very glad that you know <laughs> i think i said it to uh, someone i think it might have been oh, i was um Ant- yeah anthony uh, the pair anthony alessiani on twitter uh, um he does wonderful port content so everyone's uh, i'm sure anyone that's following us is definitely already following him because he's he's the king but um yeah i said to him i said you know i uh, when he mentioned something about the the possibility of pausing the, the weekend uh you know, I said I agree with it because it, it makes sense. But then, also, I just really want—I haven't been to a game of footy for a few weeks, so I'm really excited to go to the games tomorrow. So it was a little bit of selfishness in the sense that I'm—I'm I'm glad that footy has kept going because I was looking forward to driving down on a Sunday afternoon from the Barossa here and um, getting down to Adelaide Oval and enjoying the footy. So, um, and while it's safe to do so, I'm glad that we're going ahead with it. So, yeah, that's um, after a wild midweek where we weren't probably sure exactly what we're doing and. Even our game time has been changed from four ten to four fifty because we're getting umpires from WA now because we can't get ones from Victoria. I think did I see something today that there's going to be some amateur umpires and like there's going to be two umpires do the whole game and then there's going to be another two umpires that switch off at halftime. I don't know. This is it's it's a COVID year again, so that's these are the things we're going to deal with. But hopefully they're um. Well, you can't be any worse than Razor Ray, I guess. So I don't know, we might be all right. <laughs> um anyway, we've got a game at four fifty tomorrow. Um at Adelaide Oval. Um Abitant Standard Time. So after everything, the craziness of this week and the wild wonderings about what's gonna happen, we're still gonna be at Adelaide Oval tomorrow. We're still gonna be watching our port boys take on Fremantle um before uh the, the break. So uh, it's game eleven of our season, and uh, we might as well actually talk about some of our uh, our footy prospects now. Um, now that I've gotten over talking about a bit about what this wild week has entailed, alrighty, we might as well look at the uh, Frio Dockers first here, and before we get onto our boys, because I'm sure I'm I'm sure anyone that's listening to this kind of knows what our, our squad situation is anyway, but um, and uh, you know Frio probably as well, but um, Frio. Not too many changes. Uh, well, actually, actually, no, hold on. I, I say that and then remember the thing that I saw just before I started recording. I should keep notes. Anyway, it's It's here on my computer, though. That's, <laughs> I just got to look at it before I engage um, the old mouth. Um, but uh, so the, the original t- la- la- named lineup, holy fuck, um, having some issues. <laughs> uh, the original named uh, lineup was there was only one in and out. It was um, Andrew Basho was coming in. Matt Taberner out with an ankle, so that's a um, big loss for them, but uh, a little helpful for us. Um, now, they Griffin Logue was named in the back line in the original lineup, but then uh, just today, I think it was, is uh, it today? Um, yeah, it was only three hours ago. It was posted on the freemantlefc.com.au website. Uh, Griffin Logue has not travelled with the side. Uh, apparently, He's been battling a minor calf strain and they have given him every... Op- you know, the, the classic line we gave. We gave him every opportunity to get up for the game. But it has been decided that he would take a week off and as a result, he did not fly with the team. So it's a minor one, but he just didn't get up. So... It'll be uh, out of uh, Talon Dooman, uh, Connor Blakely, uh, Lloyd Meek and Joel Weston apparently in their emergencies as to who will replace him, but that's a bit, uh, an out for them anyway. Um, so, you know, Griffin Logue out. So that's the two outs now. Um, we don't know who's coming in exactly for Griffin Logue yet, but uh, Andrew Brayshaw in and Matt Tavener and Griffin Logue out. Um, otherwise, uh, pretty much the, the the Fremantle team we know pretty well. Um, We've obviously got... Um, I mean, I don't know who exactly are the big ones to look at. I mean... I, I don't know how, what to what to think about this Fremantle team. Um, they've been one of the ones I've hated with tipping the most this year because I just don't like. I feel like if I went back through my footy tips, free, I might be the one I've missed on most because they're just they they, they don't travel great. So that's probably one of the things that um gives us a bit more um comfort with tomorrow's game. Um, but then at home they're great. But then they they, they in and out of games. Like the, even the the Western Derby, you know, they could have uh, there was worry opportunities there before they let West Coast get away get away in the second half because they just didn't they just don't. And I guess you could say there's some issues that we know well about consistency throughout games. You know, at our best we can play some really bloody good footy. Um, and obviously, a um, you know, week we can. But then free, I think I've seen them. I was watching a bits of the... I I yeah I watched um, most of the game last week against Sydney actually cuz the uh, <laughs> um Saint George quickly got out of hand and um so I switched over to that one and it was a good game um a good battle and they got over the line with that five second second goal of what 20 shots <laughs> 20 scoring shots of the season um so you know the, they've you know in Sydney um while we're not we're not exactly sure where Sydney are at um after a fast start to the season um, that's still a big win to have um you know at home and against a team that's not terrible in Sydney. So, um it's a big win, but I I just don't know where they're at cuz of some of the losses they've had, you know, going going away to um I think Essen in a few weeks back and then just a few of the other results they've had. It just and I I haven't picked any of them, I don't think. I think I, maybe I picked Essen in that game. I'm not sure. So I might have got that one right, but there's been a few times this year that I've picked Frio and um and been burnt by them and I just don't know where to, where where, the, where they sit exactly. So you know they're a team that, uh, you know, they they beat Adelaide. They beat Adelaide a few weeks ago, but it was a tough game. And you know Adelaide are up and down as well. But then you know they get smashed by Carlton. Um, and I guess that was away as well. But then even you look at like the first game of the season. You know they were they were right in it with Melbourne. And um, you know they beat GWS, but then they they a you know, close one against Hawthorne, who were you know pretty terrible. You know smashed free at North Melbourne pretty comfortably. But you can look at it and see. That they're um it is very much uh, the home the home in a way is a very a very big um difference for them, um you know they were in a bat, they you know they didn't lose by a, a lot to Brisbane either so it's just they're a team that can go away and battle um they're strong at home but I I just don't know exactly um you know where they're at um and I certainly they do give me pause for tomorrow I don't think we're going to have an easy easy day of it tomorrow and that's Something that worries me, and I think there's 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 guys in that team that are having a really good season. You know, David Mundy's. Um, a lot of people, you know, there's been <laughs> there was talk about him. Like someone said, you know, if he was in, in Melbourne, he'd be getting a lot more applaudits And I think the free account had a very good snarky. Um, as as, uh, the good social media managers out there do had a you know just end tweet there, just say David Mundy's having a great season. You don't need to go on about all that stuff about comparing the Pendles or anything. But he's having probably one of his best seasons at the moment, and um, you know, he's going to be one to watch and. You know, the rest of the guys in their midfield, you know, um, you know, I mean Nat Five there, he rotate between the midfield and, and the forward line, and um, you know, it's funny. I was looking at uh, his goal scoring exploits for the season, and I guess exploits is a uh, um, questionable term to use, but more more like um, the Benny Hill exploits of Nat Five trying to kick for goal this season. And I'm just thinking, like, he's it's going to be like this game that he was, he was suddenly kicking back of four, and it'll be like four goals one. we just going to be like, where was this all season, Nat? Um, as, and being that he's in my fantasy team and I don't want him to have the one day, I don't want him to have a day like that. Um, so knock on wood, he doesn't. But I just, I feel like after that that goal that won the game last week, he might just have one of those days where he's, he's a lot more accurate tomorrow. So who knows? I hope I'm wrong. But I've just got that feeling that I've just got this feeling that beside beyond everything I've just said about how inconsistent they are. They they're not getting blown like they have some close games against some good teams, um, and they've beaten a couple of good teams as well, and, and won some games tough. Uh, I just I've got this feeling that we're going to have a tougher day tomorrow than maybe some people are expecting. Um, so uh, it's a worry, but I I also think that you know obviously our team um we're at home, it's one thing we're going into a break. Um, I hope there's kind of an attitude that and. There's a belief that we, if we go into the mid-season break at eight and three, it's going to be the best. I think uh, the best we've been at the turning point of the year since uh, 2014, which we all know 2014 was a pretty alright year. Um, obviously, it still didn't end up the way we wanted it to, but um, there was a lot of pride in that season and how we went about our footy. So if we can be going to the turning point at that with you know the best best uh, mid-season record since then. Um, that is a that is a massive tick and beyond what everyone else has been saying about whether we're flat track bullies and can't beat anyone above us. Who cares? We'd be eight and three. Um, so I hope there's a lot of um, belief in the b- belief in the belief that we can be there. But um, there, I certainly think that we need to not be looking ahead to that um, and not uh, and underestimate what Freo are going to bring because I think I think Freo are going to be a tough out tomorrow. They're going to be a tough out there. Um, they're not the team, they're not gonna they're not gonna do what the doggies did to us and go, you know, pile on five goals and all that kind of stuff or Brisbane and West Coast. They're not they don't have the ability to do that in particular at home. Um at our at Adelaide Oval, I don't think they can do that either. But I don't think they have the ability to do that anyway. But they have the ability to do what um you know, Collingwood and a few other teams have done. It's just it's just a bit tougher. Um and so we're gonna we're gonna have to be at our best and uh, and that's kind of that's <laughs> well that's been the issue for us a little bit um lately, hasn't it? So I guess we should um get into the bit that matters to us most and that's talking about our team, Airport our Adelaide Boys and seeing where we're at where we're at going into this game this week. righty, so Airport Adelaide Boys. Um again yeah, not too many changes for us either. It's um but there is a big one at the selection table. Obviously, we're all aware that um and at this point we're all aware that um Hartlett, um is out um he's just having a bit of time out to just see uh just to find that form again and kind of take the pressure off he he was very candid on the radio on uh friday morning i think it was and talking about how he's just he he's kind of uh, got to get out of the the um the zone of uh, negative self-talk i guess he was talking about like he knows what he, he knows his best footy but then he, he's there's a lot of things that just aren't going for him at the moment as we've seen and um you know, he's one of those players that the the gap between his good stuff and his bad stuff is one of those ones where he's it's it's like pronounced. I guess um, I love Hammer, and he's and he's obviously been a great player for us for a long time, and he's got plenty to give still. Um, but sometimes you just some players just do need that reset, and um, he's he's called it, I think a circuit breaker in the in the for to kind of get him back into um, some form. Um, yeah, he was out there today and had a fair few disposals for Port and the. In the in our big win over the West Adelaide today at Alberton, which was good to see. So um, he was certainly, um, yeah, he, I think he had uh, 21 disposals, I'm just reading in the match report. So, you know, good day out um, just to get back in the sample. I'm sure it felt good just playing at Alberton. Um, a bit of that local lo- local footy buzz, um, you know, there's a, there's a different feel to a, at a sample game or any just local footy game. It's that there's a certain romance to it. Um, so I'm sure it felt good to get out there in the prison bars as well and, um, and have a game without just, and just to start getting that, um, that feel back for the footy. So, um, yeah, heartlet out of the AFL side, though, this week. Um, so, and obviously that means there's an in, which um, probably, as we all expected, um, barring any um, setbacks, Fantasia's back in after a week, just resting some um, leg issues that he, he's been having. So we're all a little bit banged up, um, apparently. But, yeah, Fantasia back in, and um, we do need him um, to start firing again. Um, kind of getting back to that form we saw in the first week would be nice. So that four, those four goals on debut or whatever... Um, you know, that's just uh, that's what we want to see out of, um, yeah, Fantasia would be nice to see. So I'm um, glad he's back in and um will fun seeing that forward line. Hopefully start finding some form this week. It's what we need. Um, last week was fuck and die. Um, we don't need to go over that too much more again. But um, there's there's some reasons for that. And uh, certainly Collingwood played their part in making that game kind of a bit of a, a trench battle as it was. Um, yeah, um, all was quiet on the... Uh, MCG front over there with that game, um, particularly in their in their fans' ends. But um yeah, no, we it was a game that was just um it wasn't gonna be good it wasn't gonna be a pretty game of footy the way Collingwood set up to play that one and uh, we had to grind our way in it, back into it and grind our way to a win. But there was some good signs there as I did talked about in the preview on uh, the review of last week and um you know, there's been some uh, plenty of maligned um talk about our you know, whether it be Dixon Marshall, um Giorgiardi certainly um Hasn't been copping any of that like those guys. But he had a quiet week last week too. But there's certainly, again, there's a lot of reasons for the way that game went. Um, but Dixon stood up in that that last quarter. Certainly he won, won the game for us essentially with a couple of key moments. And uh was a big hand in that. And uh, Marshall certainly, he got his goal and um, um, came into the game in the second half as well. So, again, I keep talking about it. But there's opportunities here to um, try to find that form again. And we need the tools to to do that, and um, there's nothing better than Adelaide Oval, probably, you know, and I think it's going to be a nice afternoon tomorrow, um, it's going to be cold, it's fucking cold here in the Barossa, i tell you what, and um, it's been cold here for a couple of days, and it's going to be cold, tonight. I think it's top of 18 tomorrow, so it's going to be cold, but I don't think it, beyond that, um, the weather's not going to be uh, terrible in any way, that, I, that unless I've missed a change in the weather report or anything, I think I was just looking at 18, and, and you know, just that mild, you know, late autumn, early winter day, um, so... The conditions hopefully will be right for us to um, play some good footy and uh, and get those tools back into the game. Um, And again, um, you know, uh, the other one that's probably the big, probably even bigger than any of the tools that have been talked about this week. Connor Rosie's name has been bounced around so much that it's um, it's I'm I'm seeing it like in my sleep, just Rosie out, Rosie out. Um, Rosie needs to be dropped. I'm seeing it just flash across my eyes. Not that I believe it. Um, I certainly believe that he's not and he's not anywhere close to his best form. But um, there's there, there are times that you drop players and the times that you don't Hartlet. Um, I think it, it's been real recognised. Um, dropping Hartlett and Rosie this week would have been real rough. And I think Rosie's um, he's just he's he's just suffering from a little bit of um, he's kind of out in the wilderness a little bit with his role. You know, they're trying to get him in more midfield minutes, but he's not quite there. So he's just floating. There's a, there's a bit of a no man's land across half forward there a little bit for players like Rosie you, um you know, he's dedicated forward, obviously, um, would probably feel a bit more at home, but then he knows he's getting, the, there's that midfield time and it's just, it's just a bit, um, he just hasn't found his spot. So it's, it's and it'll, it'll come and certainly um, when, you know, if, we were, if we're having a, you know, St. Kilda just swung the axe like a, like a, like the hound in Game of Thrones, just swinging around, just, um, you know, it's just, that was necessary because they're in a, they're in a real funk and they've just lost by 111 points. I think, when you're seven and three, and you've just you just won a tough game away to Collingwood, um, it, there was no need there was no need to swing the axe hard. You know, I think Hartlett has partly come from a bit of honest conversations between himself and Hinkley and, and the things going on there. So you know, then and being a, a veteran player as well, it's just that sometimes the role you play is that when you need a, ch- a shake up and your form's not quite there, um, you know, we know what Hartlett can do, and Hartlett certainly knows what he can do, and we all know what he can provide for this team. Whereas we're still discuss Rosie's in his third year and we're still discovering the kind of player he is and where he and he's still learning the game and the craft of the game too. So you don't wanna um Heartless mature and old enough to understand that what this drop means is it's not um, a personal slight on him, it's not um, a lack of faith in him, it's just a it's just a reset. Whereas Rosie, um, you know, you need to be, you know, young for young players, in particular of Rosie's ilk, you just wanna be delicate with how you handle um, dropping and, and w- when it's not quite necessary, we're at seven and three. We're trucking along all right. The footy hasn't been great, but we're still getting the results. Um, you know, you want to... And there's certainly a game against Fremantle at home just before the break is kind of the game. You, you don't want to be dropping Rosie for that one. That's the kind of game that we hope that uh, he'll be a bit more open and and have a bit more um, luck uh, in the, with the footy this week than he did in that die game last week. So I'm glad he's back in. I certainly don't want to see him drop. So it's kind of a roundabout mumbling way of saying that... Um, yeah, the talk about Rosie is—I think uh, partly it's—he's there's such a limelight, a uh, uh, flashlight on him um, because of he came, he stormed in. You know, I remember I remember where he in his first games just being like Ch- Chad who because you know he's wearing number twenty and already just light and lighting up the field the way he played. So um, he came in and kind of you know really just blew up straight away, whereas Dersmer and Butters kind of worked into the careers, whereas Rosie was just looked like a. You know, you look like in you know first couple of games he's was an Australian already. Whereas, and that sometimes is detriment to your career. Going starting is that you look so flashy straight away, and you, then there's the the fundamentals of the game that you still haven't picked up yet. It's just raw talent, um, which is great, and we 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 appreciate it. But now he's just figuring out the fundamentals of the game and what he's got to do there. And because it because there's uh, there's such that um, light on him already, it just isn't hap- and it isn't happening. It's it's. It's um you know compounding the issues in in fans' heads as well. Whereas it's where he's at is actually somewhere in between. He's not truly terrible. He's not terrible or anything. He's just not quite lighting it up like he has, and he's just somewhere in between and figuring things out. So um, he's going to figure it out. Have every faith in that, and um yeah no he'll be fine. So I'm glad he's I'm glad. That all that talk is, I guess, essentially my point is, I'm glad all that talk was just that—it's just talk. Um, and Hinkley certainly said more or less the same himself. He's like, he, he's going fine. We're just, we're just figuring this out as as we go. And I think Rosie's of the same, same opinion. And um, yeah, he's a third year player still. There's plenty of growth to go there, and he's going to be just fine. And it certainly doesn't—we certainly don't need to be talking about dropping to the twos or anything yet. Particularly with um, the injuries we're having. You know, Rosie's um, the, 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 the raw talent's there enough that he's he's a handy player to have in there even if he's still just figuring a few things out. So, um yeah, uh apart from that, you know, there's no changes, you know, the backline's going in as it was and the backline had a really good, you know, that that first quarter was pretty terrible um and the, the Collingwood did kick, kick some goals on us last week, but it was more or less the, again um just they they took the game on and um and probably could have been further ahead um if not for the backline, but um we locked it down right, you know, after, after, you know, early into the second quarter. You know, Collingwood only kicked another four goals for the rest of the game from that point. And, um, you know, Aaliyah and, um, you know, Jonas was immense last week. McKenzie, first game back into the side, um, had an incredible game. Um, heard, um, heard some talk about, uh, you know, Ryan Burton and Wyatt, what he's doing for the team from some people ringing into radio, which I'm just thinking you haven't been watching all season because he's he's had been having a good season. You know, it's just some some overreactions to last week's game were, um, and quite, um, amusing, I guess. But yeah, McKenzie, uh, um, the back line, I'm just, I'm just happy with it at the moment. Obviously, is a big miss, um, but I think we'll be fine tomorrow, um, going into this one, I think. Mackenzie's going to, um, stake another claim, uh, tomorrow, I think. He's, he's just, he's been, in, he's been in good form in the sand when he came in last week and obviously played incredibly well last week. And I think he's just going to, he wants to make it tough at the selection table when we, when we're talking about getting Cleary back, I think, and, um. You know that's a again a wonderful problem to have. Uh, Lockie Jones it's good to see him back in the side last week. I loved um his run, his gut busting run, and just his speed for the bloke, the size of the bloke he is. It's just amazing when you when you see him. It, it's kind of like if you watched a um, if you watch a fucking semi just take off at the speed that a that a, like a Lamborghini would take off at the line. It's just like you don't expect the speed that comes out of him sometimes when he when he gets the ball and gathers and runs and. Um, I'm very excited to see him in person again tomorrow because <laughs> I guess um, you know it's only a second. Ga- it's only his second game at Adelaide Oval, I guess, tomorrow because what he played against Rich, we had the Richmond game, which is his debut, and then he got injured against Carlton. So yeah, I think tomorrow will be his second game at Adelaide Oval. So I'm sure he's looking forward to that again too. So uh, wonderful to see-, see Jones back in the lineup, and um, yeah, just he was key at times last week. he's still got that. There's still that. He still you can still see at times a little bit of tentativeness and. It's more he's just trying to pick up the game and um and and learn his role in that defense. But he certainly when he attacks the ball and gathers and kicks and he's got a, he's got a great kick as well at times, um which I, I love to see. Um he's gonna be, he's an all-round package player and I'm, I'm really excited to uh, watch him play again in person tomorrow. Um beyond that, um you've got Boak again. I don't need to, We've talked about Boak, Wines, Aim on those guys plenty this year. There's Wines is having an all-time year and I'm I'm, I'm picking him to um go. Be great to see, uh, wines just have one of those best on ground performances tomorrow and just dominate. Um I'd love to see that. Uh Laddams, another chance for him in the Ruck. I was I was wondering, I thought we were there seemed to be some talk around that we'd um go with the two tools, I think, um, earlier in the week. I can't remember who was it wasn't uh, it might have been Bassett on one of the radio shows um as the uh, one of the coaches um talking about um and there seemed to be some the, the way he was talking, I thought they might might go with the Hayes Laddams double this week, but it didn't go that way. So Ladham's got another chance to, um, and he's going to be battling away plenty, blending well in the ruck there with um Lob and uh, and and Darcy. So um, it's going to be it's going to be a um a good battle for him. But uh, you know, again, and Dixon's obviously going to be relied upon to pinch hit a little bit too. So um, a big game for the the, the ruck. But um, we're certainly going to have to, well, uh, whether or not the hit-outs are being won um you know, how Laddams is going. I think he will go all right, but um we're certainly gonna have to make sure we're winning the clearances and just getting the job done there and I take the pressure off the defence a little bit there and um hopefully hopefully kick a bag of goals between a few um a few few players that'll be loving the chance to get back into some um goal bags again tomorrow. So yeah, um pretty confident. I guess I, I was talking earlier when we were talk- I was talking about Free man all that the the worries I have with the side that they are. I think they are like I said, they're gonna be a tough out but I feel like just a four goal win tomorrow. I, I I just don't fucking care. I just want to get the win and going at eight and three. Um, is the big thing is tomorrow. But I think a, a four goal win's on the cards. I think a comfortable four goal win. Just no no you know nothing nothing major no dramas. Just get it get out to a lead lead and just manage the game as we as we were doing a bit in, earlier in the season. We were really controlling games quite well and I want to get back to that. Just um discover some of those fundamentals again. Have some of the tools. Have some fun. Dixon get a couple. Would be good, um Georgeoriy's find a bit of that find some of the footy again as he was a few weeks ago he, he really missed it he was just um again, that was the way the game went last week, but um yeah, and then, like um power pepper's another one um he's been you know he came back into the side in a few weeks back, and uh, I think every week he's been just been getting a little bit better, so am um, um, yeah, really excited to see how Power Pepper goes tomorrow, hopefully he just um really just has a has a big game and um kind of shows that he's back into the form and really back into being a nailed on member of the side so. But yeah, there's a lot of storylines going around for tomorrow, so it's um a lot to a lot to consider and a lot to keep an eye on. All righty, I figured to finish off. I've talked about the game and stuff plenty, um, but finish off with just talking about the game day experience itself. It's um, it's wonderful to be going to the footy. Um, I'm really enjoying just going back there again, obviously having the wife back, um, the better half of the creed, back in the country after um a long absence and <laughs> being apart with COVID. Um, it's wonderful to be going. Um, we're obviously um, very lucky here in South Australia to still be going. Um, at 100% capacity and obviously we're going miss, to be missing a few tomorrow that are, um, as I said, at the top of the pro, top of the pod, um, missing because of their um, attendance at the game last week. So we'll be uh, cheering extra loud for you guys. But yeah, uh, it's just an important time to remember how important all the, the little things that are happening at the game are as far as keeping everything running as smooth as possible and getting on top of things as quick as possible if anything happens. You know, the QR codes and all that stuff, the mask wearing, like, I know it's, a, it's annoying and some people don't. Kind of get why you're doing certain things at certain times in games, but whatever, whatever it is that you know, scanning in with a QR code and wearing the mask when you're wandering around, it's not fucking difficult, and it's it's the kind of things that you know we've seen how quick um, a lot of people got the notification that they were, they needed what, of what their obligations were after attending the game last week because of the scanning of the QR codes and all this, and all that stuff. So um, it's very good to just um, remember with everything going on at the moment um, that we want to keep being able to go to the footy and stuff like that. So let's just still keep trying to do the right thing. Um, whether, you know, whether or not you agree with it or not, um, you know, your personal feelings um, are what they are and everyone's entitled to the opinions and that's, that's great. And that's what, you know, what leaving um, in free societies allows you to do. But um, if you're going to partake in an event that's um, got certain rules and they're not <laughs> they're not just draconian um, in, in the way that some people like to portray them, um, they're just simple little things, and you kind of you, you know when you pay for tickets and and sign up for memberships and and scan things in and all that stuff, you kind of you know you're giving away a little bit of information there anyway. So you might as well just you know the QR code thing is um, is a harmless thing, and um, throwing the mask on to wander around to your seat, it's not difficult. So let's just um, I want to I want to keep going to the footy, and I want to keep enjoying the season with my, all the wonderful Port Adelaide fans out there, and um, and um, continue this march to what is hopefully a a really nice end of season and final series that we're going to be involved in. So, um, yeah, let's just, um, I'm going to crack this pirate life here as it's just been sitting and looking at me and just um, just talk about, it. I'm just enjoying going to the footy again. Um, you know, last year was tough. It was a tough year um, with a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, whether it be the uncertainty of COVID. Certainly with us, um, the, our little our little partnership at the Creed here, husband and wife, um, we, were, we were apart for an entire, um, I think, four, or 13 and a half months in the end. So, it was rough and um you know that's what we we personally just think it's just um a lot of these things are pretty easy to do um and it's um the kind of things that keep life getting back to more of a sense of normality even if there is these new little things in there and 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 amongst it all so um yeah it's uh let's just keep enjoying the footy and keep doing the right thing and um you know with everything that's happened this week it's a good reminder that uh all these little things that we sent, we you know your, your your QR codes and stuff sometimes seem a bit like you know checking in everywhere seems you know it's like oh I've gone to the post office, gone to you've gone to the shop, you know three places in half an hour, all checked in and all of them. But as we've seen with you know the guy that went to five different pubs and um, somehow didn't end up at a KFC, I think someone tweeted that it was hilarious. But um, um, that w- that w- the, you know it's the, every check in counts as far as working out where the exposure places are and all that stuff and. Um, it's it's fascinating to see actually you know when you see these exposure sites listed and stuff like that. Um, this is just me chatting at the end of the podcast. If you wanna if you if you're waiting for any more content about the game, you can peace out now if you want. I'm just chatting away now because it's the end of the podcast and um I'm just waxing lyrical, I guess. But um you know it's fascinating to see you know all the exposure sites sites and stuff like that, and you see like kind of how important like the um, the, the check-in is to just working out where they are because it's an instant, instant read on where these people have been. So um, it is important and um, it's not that hard. Um, I kind of wish there was a, like a way that you could see all the places you've been because I'd be fascinated to work because I'm sure there's plenty of places I forget. Um, every couple of weeks, there's going to be Ports Tour, Port Club, Pirate Life, and the Liberty um, down in Port Adelaide where I get the cheap fuel. Um it's a lot cheaper there than it is at the Barossa by the way I can tell you um so <laughs> it'll be fascinating to see the trend of me just every two weeks just ending up at the port store just to buy another thing that I like is usually only one or two different things in there at <laughs> any other time but I'm still just there because it's just a fun thing and then I go get my beer in the port club and have a wander around and then um, go to go usually stop a pile off on the way back and then get my fuel and and shoot off on the way back on the Northern Connector, back to the Barossa Valley. But yeah, it's, um, it's, um, yeah, handy to, all this stuff is, um, there's a reason it's all there. And, um, it's certainly, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, we've had a really good lesson in kind of how important it is. And certainly the people that are at the game, um, it, uh, it got a first-hand kind of account of how it works. You know, you got that text and that's bloody awesome. So, um, yeah, let's just keep doing the right thing and all that stuff. But, uh, Back to the footy, anyway. Um, I guess I should wrap it up by talking about Port one more time. But um yeah, like I said, I'm hoping a four goal win. Um there are nerves for the game tomorrow. So certainly and I think that's that's aided um by the fact that we haven't been convincing in the last few weeks. Um it certainly um goes without saying, you know, even the showdown, you know, the first half all was frustrated as fuck, and then we got our got our a, got a wriggle on in the second half. Um, certainly the Bulldogs game was inconsistent. You know, we had a bet, one of our best period, 10 minutes of footy for the entire season, but we couldn't keep that consistency going. We lost the game in the end. And then, um, last week was just, um, last week was last week. <laughs> so there are reasons there's some nerve, but our best footy is still far too good for this free metal side for me. Um, and even with the guys that we're missing and all those things, and that's certainly a part of our story this year is that we are missing some key players, um, um, you know, a guy like Zach Butters, who was going to be, is, is an all-Australian this year if he plays twenty-two games, and um, you know that's just the way it is. So yeah, uh, but while there's nerves there for it tomorrow, I think um, without anything drastic happening, um, I think just we're we're good enough to be able to round out and manage ourselves to a four-goal win, um, and then and then move on to the break with an eight and three record and, and feeling pretty good. But beyond besides all the all the talk and um, the you know the the wild first half of the season it's been, whether it be on the field or off the field, with all the prison bar stuff and everything else going on. But um, yeah, looking forward to a four goal win. And 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 I should make mention um right at the end here, and I should have made mention sooner. Um, in our Indigenous round jerseys, which beyond <laughs> obviously we know all know the hoopla that happened last week with the um the artist credit issue, but it wasn't it wasn't actually a poor thing. It was just we just needed to find the right person to credit for the artwork that we. Um, very much readily knew um, and it was out there that it wasn't wasn't ours we were just we were, um, trying to put someone else's artwork on the Guernsey it's just it was the wrong credit in the, at first but um, looking forward to seeing that Guernsey out there it's um, definitely a stark contrast to a lot of teams' jerseys um, Guernseys where we, they try to incorporate kind of your, your uh, team design and colours in the flow of the jersey they've just actually thrown artwork on the Guernsey which I think is a bold and wonderful choice um, I certainly wouldn't say it's my favourite of Ports Indigenous Guernseys over the years. Um, as far as, it like, actually as a Guernsey itself, the artwork, I absolutely adore. So um, I'm really excited to get, I've got one on order and um, I thought it was going to be here right now and it hasn't, it's a little bit, I'm disappointed that the Port haven't been able to get them in, in that way, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, as far as, we're still going to see them on the field tomorrow and going to be wonderful. And um, Rio, I've got some good ones too, so I don't know, the jersey matchup shit that's been going on, uh this weekend has been wild. Um, with how they've <laughs> at the last minute seem to have decided that there's a kit clash, even though you know, um, Collingwood can kit clash whenever they want. That's fine. But, um, anyway, I don't. Know, I assume that um, I, th- I assume there's going to be no issues with three O's 'cause because I think they're very starkly different. And ours, are, ours with a lot of black there and everything. So I think it will be v- fine to see two very good and uh, Indigenous jerseys getting around and acknowledge um the. Uh, Rightful custodians of our land and um, and um, enjoy Indigenous round and so Doug nickels round and celebrate uh, a long and storied history of um, Indigenous players um, with the Port Adelaide, playing with Port Adelaide and uh, yeah it's a it's a great round um, a great celebration and one we should um, all uh, really ag- acknowledge and find the mean there's a lot of meaning behind um, obviously the Guernseys and all that are wonderful as a material item and. And stuff, but there's a lot of um, heart and meaning behind this round as well, which we should um, all make sure we just take a moment to consider and, um, and, and think about. So, yeah, a great round, a great celebration, and um, a good chance for us to head into the break um, on a high and, uh, and really just set us and reset and set ourselves up for the second part of the season. So, car in the fair, we're going to win by four goals and get the job done. We're going into the break at eight and three. Let's fucking go.